DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, so how has everyone's week been? That says everything, right? <laughs> Long, tired silence. Meh. Oh, I forgot Long that I was word. muted. <laughs> I thought I unmuted. I was like, I talked. My week was all right. Well, aren't you just the lucky one? Damn it. Yes. It was just Um, (laughs) not good, not bad, but I'm just like existing. (laughs) So uh, I, uh, I want to talk about this because I, I, we, we talked a little bit about it last week, but um, uh, I saw evil dead rise, rise. Yeah. Evil dead rises. Evil dead rise. Whatever the fuck it's called, and loved every single second. Bryce, did you get to see it? No, I haven't. Oh, so we have to talk about it spoiler free. He's not a horror guy. I don't care. I'll see it. I may see it sometime. So you guys spoil the shit out of it. I don't care. By the time you see it, you'll have forgotten this conversation. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's how I am with spoilers, too. I'm like, no, go ahead, because by the time I see it, I'm going to (laughs) forget. Yeah. I look, I don't mind spoilers. Although, uh, I think there I w- should be a certain time frame where people don't like the first two weeks. Yeah. Give yeah, people some time is, to see it. Yeah. And then after that, that, it's kind of like warn people, but you guys can definitely start talking about stuff. So I did have something spoiled. Uh, I went and saw guardians of the galaxy this past weekend and, uh, the day before something got spoiled, uh, and I was kind of upset. Like it wasn't like a huge deal, but it was like, Oh, that would have been nice to see. Like, have have theaters. that surprise yeah yeah so i mean it wasn't it wasn't huge or anything oh look samantha got food Ooh. did she bring enough for the whole class no <laughs> i'd know you don't deserve my food thank Ow. you honey thank you honey they said thank you <laughs> so you're welcome guys <laughs> <laughs> one of these days he's gonna we're gonna have to get him on the podcast <laughs> just ask We've... all kinds of inappropriate questions <laughs> maybe someday. um but but getting back to uh evil dead rise i love the shit out of that movie um so good um samantha you said you saw it yes what were your impressions of it I liked it. I liked it better than the 2013 uh, reboot. Um, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was fun. I mean, the same thing. I I will always maintain that um, these two reboots have a little, uh, especially. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost her. It's the evil dead stopping her from talking about the movie. <laughs> it's not the mouse. So that's good. <laughs> Hello? There she is. <laughs> there you are. 
You guys froze for me too, and I'm talking, and the, but I could still hear you, but your pictures were frozen. We thought the deadites got you. You, you will not talk about this movie. I mean, in my heart. Oh, she froze again. <laughs> I think her internet's going out. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> this is going to be injured. Jeez, what's going to happen when I start talking about it? <laughs> well, you see. The thing is. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. And you're Currently, sort of yes. moving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I just updated my computer. Everything the spirit of fine. Bruce Campbell. Uh, is I'm like, going to guess it's gonna... internet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm afraid to talk now. <laughs> so as uh, I was saying, um, I feel like some of the, the like heart and soul of that goofy ass over the top comedy um, moments. Um, I feel that that's very much a part of Evil Dead and what made the first one so special. And these ones do lack that. But I do think that this Evil Dead Rise um, brought some of it back. And there was some of that goofy over the topness that I was missing in the 2013 version. And I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I really I enjoyed... the performers did a great job. Yeah. I really enjoyed how it it honored Evil Dead while being its own thing. Yeah, I think it struck is, a good balance. It is one hundred percent its own thing. Um, the the storytelling was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The 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 props. The, mm -hmm. the you know I I love the nod to Bruce Campbell with the with the chainsaw and the shotgun. Of course, um, there was enough nods to the source material while still being 100% its own thing. And it was a great story. And a lot of horror movies really lack a great story. And, and Samantha, you said something about it being, you know, kind of a gore fest, but Evil Dead has always been kind of a... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I more did it with, with makeup and stuff, but this was more, more gore. I... I I would argue more gore that, but the makeup effects were great. Mm -hmm. But what really got me is how well they sold the possession. So each character that gets possessed really sold it. I mean, you believe that something was wrong with them. Yeah. You know, and another thing that I really liked about it, pardon me, the deadites are coming for me. Um, <laughs> one of the things I did really like about it is that the stakes were there. They didn't pull any punches as to who, what, when, where people got possessed or, and or killed or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so I, I liked that aspect of it that it was kind of like, Oh, I mean, you know, who's, I feel, you know, who's going to survive. It's still a campy story. It's still, you know, it's still kind of obvious to me, at least like who were going to be the survivors in the end. Um, but they didn't pull punches and they didn't play it safe. I feel. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I liked, I liked that a lot. I just, and <laughs> I just kept thinking, it's like, Oh, all the therapy these characters are going to have to get. I know. <laughs> I mean, it is it is rough. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh yeah, this is part the of the line deliveries like, were great. And the uh, 
my favorite parts too. They didn't overuse it, but they did play up all of the great stuff from Evil Dead. Like you got the lines you wanted to hear. You got the Dead by Dawn. Mm-hmm. You got the I'll swallow your soul. I mean, it was it was so good. And they even did the you know the the camera rush thing mm-hmm. of yep. the the evil you know, but it wasn't it wasn't overused, which always drove me nuts mm-hmm. in the original. It was like, yep. okay, come on, we get it. And the movie length is reasonable. Yeah. It's a standard hour and a half. Yeah. It's a 90 minute. Yeah. So they didn't um, overbloat it. (laughs) It is. It is. uh, I I said it. I I think I told you guys, I think it's a great addition to the, the evil dead franchise. And what's it? Big Jim ask. He said, um, how many? How, tongue, how many? Sh- how many shaved tongue? How many tongue shavings tongues, would you get it out of ten? <laughs> and I said, I said I would give it six tongue shavings out of ten. I I would give it. I would give it eight. I I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. How many but sliced it, tongues? How many sliced tongues? Yeah. Um. But it begs the question now. Um. Do you guys think that horror as a genre is returning to form? Because for the long time, for the for the longest time, it seems like the horror genre has just been less than, you know, like we've seen some promising horror trailers that turn out to be hot garbage. Oh, God, yes. There's some movies I still haven't seen because they just look so fucking cheesy, like smile. I'm just like, yeah, no, thanks. Skip. I I've heard good things about Smile, but I, I'm with you. It just looks stupid. Yeah, Truth or Dare look dumb. I haven't um, seen the trailer for Truth or Dare. Ugh. <laughs> I would watch Smile over Truth or Dare. I think, like, if mm-hmm. I had to choose, um, I think horror is making, <coughs> pardon me, a really good comeback, especially with like more of the highbrow horror. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Ari Aster, Dave Muschietti and stuff like that, um, making a really good uh, making like really bringing it uh, um, Jordan Peele, like really bringing horror to that, like, like next evolution. And I think it's been really great. Um, But I also like, sorry, I'm still coughing. God damn. (laughs) I would actually argue that uh, as great a filmmaker as Jordan Peele is, I don't consider his movies horror. They're definitely suspense, but um, it's a horror subgenre that he more specializes in. Is like the culture horror. What is it? Um, there's a term for it, and I'm blanking on it right now. But it, I mean, he is under the horror umbrella. I love, I love <clears throat> everything that I've seen of his. I have not seen Us, but I've seen Get Out. I saw Nope. Yeah, we saw um, Nope recently. Yeah, Nope is great, but again, it's it's kind of a suspense thing you know yeah but suspense falls under that horror umbrella and i mean you can argue that but suspense for me is is always been more thriller and thriller to me is like mystery movies you know alfred hitchcock uh a lot of people will argue is horror but he was the master of the thriller not mm-hmm. horror you know um so but yeah, I think you're right. Like, I mean, we had we we had it from mm-hmm. uh the guy whose name I can't pronounce because it's too long. Um, Muschietti. Muschietti. And that was 
That was a really great rendition of uh, yes. a classic Stephen King. And let's so let's good. be honest, Stephen King has never been <laughs> translated well to the screen, with very few exceptions. Yeah, very, very few exceptions. <laughs> um, um, who directed the first, the original Carrie? I'm blank. A Frank Darabont. Darabont. Uh, has... well, see, I love Darabont. <clears throat> oh, no, I, I was going with that. Is that yeah. he, he orig- like successfully adapted Stephen King. I think the trick with Stephen King is to keep it simple. Mm. And some people want to put in like all the things, all the bells and whistles. And like, you can only get that from the book. You can only get that from his writing. It's yeah. not easily translated. Um, <laughs> and his short stories tend to do like uh, apt pupil. Amazing movie. Tiny, tiny story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Silver bullet, which is, I, I would say uh, very underrated. Fantastic yep. movie, short story. Stand by me, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen the. Re- I'm excited for the remake of that one. Actually, uh, I just watched it. Did you? Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's. It's not. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to put it without. I'm still gonna it. watch it, no matter how bad it oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not. There are elements that I wish they'd explored more. Yeah. Um, well, I felt that and, way even with the original one. And then there's there's stuff that I wish they had explored less. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, see, that, that's the trick with Stephen King, though, is you yeah. have to like you pick one avenue. You can't unless you're doing a huge TV show. You can't go on these side quests that he takes you on because it's too much. Well, and here's the problem with the, the newest Children of the Corn. It. It picks and chooses tiny elements from the source material and goes with it, and it doesn't necessarily work. I enjoyed it for what it was, which to me is like a send up of Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I, I do recommend it if, if you're a fan of horror, uh, especially <laughs> suspense horror, um, because it this blends both suspense and horror very well. Nice. Um, I, have you seen the Bryce? Do you do any Stephen King? A little bit. Have you seen any of the other new ones, like the remakes, um, Pet Cemetery, Children of the Corn, or uh, Firestarter? I recently no, watched I the watched new Firestarter. We the watched Firestarter is uh, pretty good too. The last <laughs> one we saw was um, God, what the fuck is it? The sequel to what the fuck am I spacing it? It? No. Keep talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> um, the I actually preferred the seventies. Doctor Sleep. There we go. Oh, oh I yeah, I like Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Sleep. God, that was a phenomenal movie. But there is a scene that I cannot watch with the little I kid. I don't know anything about it. The little boy. Have you not seen it yet, Samantha? No. Oh my! I God, haven't read the books. Oh God, it was, I, I, it was good. I, I have not it. read the book for Doctor Sleep. Um, I have it, but I haven't read it. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really good. And I've heard I am, great things. I am very much in the minority in in that The Shining was a god awful film. I did not care for The Shining as much. I know it's it's a classic, I like but I hated it. Every I think Doctor Sleep is superior to 
Oh the yeah. Shining. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And 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 I'm not talking I I think the storytelling in Doctor Sleep is is better. I think the mm-hmm. character development is better. Yep. And honestly, you don't have to see The Shining to enjoy, enjoy Doctor it. Sleep. Yep. Yep. It's a good standalone as well. Yeah. <clears throat> there look the 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 fact was the the guy who directed um Shining took far too many liberties. Even Stephen King came out and said it's awful. But going back to we were talking about Darabont, Darabont is one of the few guys who knows how to make Stephen King because he did Carrie, but he also did The mm-hmm. Mist, and The yes, Mist is, is fantastic. The, what? Oh my gosh, I fucking love that movie. I love this. Like, of course, Stephen King has always had issues with the endings of his stories. So the end of the book is like, <sighs> but <clears throat> the end of the movie, Stephen King even came out and was like. I'm just mad I didn't think of that. <laughs> the end of that movie is so iconic. I have friends who've actually never seen that movie. And we do um, Friday the 13th horror movie nights. And I'm like, we are watching The Mist. The next time we sit and have like watch a movie, we're watching The Mist. <laughs> she has no idea about the ending. So I've never seen uh, the original. Apparently there was there was one in the 80s or 70s. I thought that was the I fog. think that's the one I've seen. That could be the fog. Maybe I'm mixing them up. Yeah, I, I think it was the fog, and then there was a 90s remake of that. Um, but I think the mist from the 90s is the only one. I could be wrong. I don't know. Bryce is our Google Foo master. You are right. 2007. Okay, I'm mixing them up. I am a terrible human being, and I should How be. How dare you? I know. Mixing up my horror. Um, basically the same movie. different but same same yeah look it's a weather phenomenon people die it can't see that's fine same thing (laughs) mist fog blah 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 um but i um, mist is one of those movies i like i cannot not watch it like if it's on i i will stop and watch it i agree it it, it's so good it is it's in my top 10 of all time favorites uh have you ever do you have the the DVD? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to get the DVD and watch it in black and white. It's it's the dumbest thing. All they do is they just take the color out, but it feels like a different uh, movie. An old, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I I don't know why it is, <laughs> but I actually prefer watching it in the black and white version. There's just something about nice. it that makes it cooler somehow. So, I so I it. actually started listening to um. I got a HP Lovecraft audiobook and it's all of his stories. So it's 50 oh, hours. Yeah. Nice. Ryan, Ryan has the same one. It's good. I'm, I really enjoy the guys that did it. They're from like the HP Lovecraft historical society or something. Awesome. They do a really good job and I'm, I'm digging it. I'm only like 10 hours into it so far, but it's nice only to see hours. how his writing has evolved. Mm-hmm. Oh as, yeah. As you listen to the stories. So there was talk, uh, I'm not sure where they are, but there was, uh, they were supposed to be making uh, out the, at the mountains of madness into a movie. I would love that. That was a real, that was so far. That was probably one of my favorite stories. It's one of his most famous and it, yeah, it's one of the stories that started the whole Cthulhu. Like Lovecraft is the godfather of Cthulhu. He's the yeah. creator of it. As far as I know, I'm I may sure be wrong. Correct. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, most of uh, a good chunk of his stories had to do with Cthulhu and the legend around Cthulhu. Um, so yeah, at the mountains of madness and call of the Cthulhu are the top two that I can remember that are, uh, Lovecraft, but Lovecraft is also like, um, the movie reanimator. That's mm-hmm. Lovecraft. And I, I think he's got a couple others. I think that um, was it the curious case of Benjamin Button. No, <laughs> uh, someone Dexter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know the full title, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and Lovecraft was just a weird dude. Like I'm uh, on Facebook. Like I'm, I'm in the the HP Lovecraft. Uh, group so every once in a while they'll post up a, an old picture of lovecraft from like the 20s in <laughs> case like, of charles dexter ward is that what that you're listening a, to currently uh that's the one i just finished it was it was a pretty good one yeah i mean it, i i could see through what the ending was going to be pretty quickly yeah there were well, a few kind of question marks but it was still a fun story and that's the thing about um about some of the like the like the godfathers of certain genres is yeah. that they created a lot of these tropes and a lot of these loopholes that we see recreated over and over and over again. So when you go back to the originals, yeah, you're like, you oh, well, I saw that it. coming. But yeah. like like Bryce, I, I think that, um, like you said, it's still a fun story. You just have yeah. to like let it go and just yep. enjoy it. Yep. Well, and there were still questions of like, I still had questions about the story while mm-hmm. I was listening to it that I was like, okay, where is he going to go with it? I, I kind of know what the ending is going to be, but how is he going to put this together so mm-hmm. it was it was really enjoyable and i'm yeah i'm liking it so far i am i am i i firmly believe that that we get authors who like lovecraft build on what's come before like i would argue that lovecraft actually built on mary shelley's frankenstein mm-hmm. you know uh and he built on you know a lot of monster legends but then you get clive barker who built on what lovecraft did before yeah. he just takes it to like the next level because clive barker stuff is really really bizarre yeah um but yeah. the the pictures he paints with his words are amazing you know um stephen king same way I, I, stephen king is one of those guys that he does horror but he never sticks with like <clears throat> a particular type like he does his monster books but then he does like his weird psycho ones and then he does you know weird things like like thinner is is a gypsy curse you know love that movie by the way and i liked the book a lot too the book's weird (laughs) it is but But all his books are weird but it's ultimately like the same thing when you compare the book and it has been a while since i've read it but when you compare the book to the to the movie that was another one that was adapted really well it was not a long book yeah it was not a long movie and it was like just a few changes and i'm like oh, okay so this it's, is pretty true to life it is so weird how going again going back to king uh how difficult it is to translate his material onto the screen mm-hmm. uh, and i think it's because his books are so dense and that's why the short stories make yeah, better movies better. because you can fill in a lot as opposed to you know the books like like it uh, I, I know people hold up the original Tim Curry one as like this be all end all, but I it squished so much into and that was a mini series that was like two two hour movies, 
you know, and it still felt lacking, you know. But when you compare it to the the most recent, I think uh, the director of that one really understood what was important. Yeah, and he made he made changes, of course, uh, as any director would do, mm-hmm. but they worked. You know, it's yeah. almost like he went to Stephen King and said, "Hey." In order to make this happen, I have to show all this stuff. But what if I condense it down to its bare bones? You still get exactly what you need to set up whatever it is we're setting up without diving so deep into, you know, all the history. Like yep. one of my favorite scenes in the book is where the kids do the the Indian um, sweat box ritual mm-hmm. in their clubhouse. And that's when they learned that it is an alien. In the movie, they just they they find mm-hmm. that out when they're going in the tunnels. They you know they figure it out. So, um, I I think it's I think it's the 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 proof of a really decent director um, that they can take the source material and give it that twist and and make it work. Um, so. Apparently Guillermo del Toro is uh, working on uh, at the mountains of madness. Mm, okay. If you're going to get that. someone to translate Lovecraft, that would be yep. the guy. Yeah. I guess he posted some uh, test CGI footage for an unnamed movie. And it Ooh. sure looks like a Lovecraftian uh, <laughs> creature. So does it have Kristen Stewart in it? <laughs> um, I don't know if he's got anybody. She's playing Cthulhu. <laughs> attached no makeup (laughs) um but it sounds like it could end up as a like a netflix animated series instead of a live action at least one of the things that i just read that could be interesting i mean yeah shape of water i know that's not animated but shape of water was so good i haven't that was like oh so but that was like his precursor because that was kind of i mean it's it's a nod to creature from the black lagoon but <clears throat> if we're going like off of like creature feature that would just be another like i feel like it's an easy step for him as a director to go from something like shape of water up to uh, Dude, he had me at pan's West. labyrinth oh was, yeah oh my gosh i just want to say that was, at the mountains of madness was a really good story if you guys haven't read it i'm sure you have it's Sam. Been so, a long somewhere time, so good I, I was like a teenager last time i read it yeah somewhere i have a uh, audio play like they did it in the mm. 40s um and they they de- they do it like this guy's on the radio like he just returned from this exploration to antarctica which is well, it's in it's in the good. form of a written story the yeah. the whole bo- the whole uh story is from one of the researchers a geologist that went yeah, yeah. and that's basically how they did it and and he just yeah. recorded it. but it was so interesting how they translated it from the page to this this audio play. Yeah. Um, I, I loved everything about it. So I'll have to find it and see if I can't get it to you, Bryce. I think you'd enjoy yeah. it. Um, they did that with War, War of Worlds, too. Um, but they put that out because people actually thought that. <laughs> yeah. That's because Earth War of the Worlds. Being invaded. <laughs> so have you guys heard the original radio mm-hmm. uh, play of that? No, I heard that they announced it at the beginning that it was a radio play, but so I have it. I have that one somewhere as well. Yeah, 
And given the political climate at the time that that came out and how it was performed, because they did it like what they did was they had, they put together this big band special, which was at the time that was the thing they would play music with big bands and, you know, but they broke in with news reports and that's what sold people because it, it the news reports sounded legitimate. And again, I I've got it somewhere. I'll try and find it. Um, but these guys are breaking in like this stuff is actually happening, you know. And and if I'm not mistaken, they kind of like made up the location, but it sounded like every town USA in the 1930s. Yeah. Point, you know, though. and people lost their shit. And um, yeah, the fallout from it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, Orson Welles was the announcer on it. Um, which is funny because it was HG Wells who did it. I don't know if there's a relation or not, but um, <laughs> listening to it now with today's ears, you can totally hear how people would believe it back then and mm-hmm. and especially at the time radio was still fairly new and that was the only form of of mass communication that tv hadn't been invented uh i don't think movies were talking yet um yeah that was the form of entertainment like um like how families sit around tv now they used to yep. sit around the radio and listen to the audio plays chicken and- man was my first <laughs> old audio play i love chicken man <laughs> um but uh yeah so it it's you know i i'm a huge fan of those old uh radio uh dramas abbott and costello i've got almost all of theirs uh but sherlock holmes uh the shadow shadow i love uh green hornet like uh superman i think even batman had a series lone ranger like all those heroes had their own radio plays but then you also had things like uh blondie uh had a uh radio play um frank sinatra had frank sinatra and bing crosby had their own radio shows weekly radio shows um and they would guest star on on different shows like abbott and costello had both those guys on uh and there was a lot of cross promotion within the network so like abbott and costello would be on thursdays but blondie would be on mondays but the actors would come in on thursday and be guests on abbott and costello as part of their you know so they would intertwine those worlds um i don't know if they did it for any of like the dramas or horror ones um but it's one of the it's one of the things that really got me interested in doing radio because it was we're just going to give you the sounds you have to imagine all the pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. And and it's why I love doing things like Homestead now because it is painting that picture and leaving it to the listener. Plus, it's really cheap and easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I truly believe there's a magic to it, you know. Um, and it's one thing I would love to do. I would actually love to do a and and I know with this crew and all the people I know, we could do a really fun audio audio horror. It's just a matter of coming up with the concept. But we've talked about doing a menstrata thing. Yeah, Sam. for a while. Maybe yeah. that's our uh we just turn it into like not another radio play. 
But I mean, I, I love doing homestead so much. I would, I have no problem doing, doing others. It's, they're easy to do. They're easy to put together. They're not easy to write. Um, That's the, that is the hardest part. We could do a sandwich detective one and we can get Jim to be the sandwich detective. What's his name? What's his name? Colby. Colby Rye. Colby Rye. What? We just do it like 1940s noir. <laughs> Down in the crumbs. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to have to go find, like, I'm going to have to go back, what, two years now and find that that text chain whole threat. No, Jim wrote it all down. He did. Jim wrote it all down. <laughs> Jim is Colby Rye. Oh my God. Oh dude, he would kill it. And we just play it. The, we play it serious. All the jokes are in like the names and stuff, but we keep it like deadpan. It's just deadpan. All puns. Yeah. <laughs> all this sandwich puns. I'm a detective. Oh, God. I'm a sandwich. <laughs> uh... Like, I'm so happy with that idea that I'm upset. <laughs> it's weird, but okay, we'll go with it. Because we talked about a comic book strip, a, a comic book yeah. uh, series, which I still think that would be really awesome. Oh, yeah. But doing an audio drama gives us a chance to um, develop characters and stuff. And then if we we can try and find an artist who'd be willing to put together a comic. And I'm learning stuff on with um, video stuff. We could potentially do like a motion comic with yeah, the like audio that we develop. But also the idea that we can explore the world of Menstrata more. Yeah. Just through the medium of audio. Because a bunch of us have different ideas of origin mm -hmm. story. So I think like narrowing that down, like Bryce's character, the one with the gut, like the shooter. <laughs> like they had, like at least my yeah, idea me and Bryce, like, me and Bryce were the uh nomadic guys who would bring in all the new slaves. Mm -hmm. But even before that, like the origin. Well, we story, get to have dance and dance. Meets and tans. <laughs> I love it. But then, you know, we could we could have men try to fight someone every week. You know, some, you know, we give her an arch nemesis. Flow, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was actually it. I think it was. <laughs> um, but that would be fun. Her last name could be Downleg. <laughs> <laughs> stupid another enemy could be maxi <laughs> she's got wings i would say last name with wings <laughs> no she just has wings just okay. giant wings <laughs> like, no really it's it's wings guys <laughs> <laughs> oh man remember yeah. when we were coming up with because the the whole sandwich thing was just it was a text thread in our group chat and just kept going well we, and going we started and going. it on the show i i cannot remember how it started 
But we just jumped into it with both feet. Yeah, like I think and it went on for like two weeks. Oh, I know. And it just kept going. And it was so funny. But um, oh, I had a point, but I don't remember what it was. Like Jim, like actually, we, when we it. got off the show, Jim loved it so much. He started researching sandwiches. <laughs> yes. And making pun <laughs> names and everything. And he's I think he's got it all written down or saved. So uh, we got to find out. Yeah, because that's. That's one I would not mind developing and turning into like an old school <laughs> 1930s detective noir series for audio. And I, I guarantee it. you we'd get listeners. I love that so much. <laughs> okay, with that, we're going to close out this episode because I'm hungry. I want a sandwich. I don't know why. I'm going to go finish my dinner. <laughs> That's cold now. <laughs> no, it's still warm. <laughs> Um, so we hope you have a good week. Uh, stories we're following, uh, George Santos. Yay. Trump found liable. Yeah. Oh, she's going to, uh, rumor has it. She's going to sue him again because nice. he went on CNN and libel slandered her again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that it was good. And that's another thing. The Trump town hall. Yeah. Uh, CNN and, uh, was a mess. DeSantis now, um, Putting forth a bill that they're probably going to vote into law that uh, uh, foreigners can't own land in person. Florida. Um, Ohio also passed its uh, one one person, one vote. And uh, so one person, one vote no longer equals one person. They can pick and choose whose vote counts more than others. So you're going to be moving. <laughs> Because you know they're not going to count your vote. Make room on the couch, please. We There's plenty of room for both you, Ryan, and the dog. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into that now next it's depressing. Week. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good show up until then. I, I blame myself. Back to sad. Good job, James. <laughs> Thank you. No. Uh, until sarcastic. next week, uh, keep smiling. Because then they never <laughs> know what you're thinking. Because then you look deranged. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at SamanthaStark3. And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.